Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR 855am, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au. My name is Kaylin and this week we'll be talking to Michaela about volunteering for Wellways Helpline. Michaela was a Wellways Helpline volunteer for just over two years and has recently taken some time off from the role to study for a Master of Psychology with a clinical degree. Um, she's had a few experience in a few different roles related to mental health, such as working as an ABA, uh, autism therapist and participating in student placement with the Child Protection Wing of the Department of Health and Human Services. Michaela is currently working in a community mental health as a pr- practitioner on a casual basis. Welcome, Michaela. Thanks, Kaylin. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> no worries. I guess um, we start at the beginning. Thanks for joining us today. Um, how did you hear about Wellways Helpline and what prompted you to become a volunteer? Well, back in 2016, I was working as a student advisor and I just finished my bachelor's degree um, in the Bachelor of Psychological Science. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't really had any experience, um, you know, I guess, with mental health and working with mental health. Mm -hmm. And so I actually, you know, just chucked that into Google and was like, you know, are there any helplines in the area that I could volunteer for? And I knew of Wellways as being a pretty reputable community health organisation and so I just honestly clicked on it and started reading about it and the helpline sounded like something I really wanted to do and wanted to be a part of. Okay. So was it, I guess, the information that you found was pretty easy to find and all that sort of thing online? Yeah, Yeah, really easy to find. I mean, if you popped in Wellways Volunteer into Google, it pretty much pops up straight away and has, I guess, a little overview of um, what the role you know, what you have to do in the particular role Mm -hmm. and supervision and that sort of thing. Okay, great. So um, what was the interview – I can't speak. (laughs) What was the initial interview process like? Like how how did that go? Well, I think initially – so through the website I popped in a expression of interest and that expression of interest sort of, you know, just asked a bit about you as a person um, and your mental health experiences. Mm. And then the initial interview process was a group interview. So. I think we had two people from Wellways Helpline there who were just asking us, you know, about ourselves um, and just, I guess, questions around mental health and what we, like, understood about mental health. Okay. And so yeah. was any any part of that daunting or pretty easy or...? I mean, look, uh, looking <laughs> back, I was pretty nervous. I remember sitting there and, you know, wanting to answer questions straight away because I was like, oh, my gosh, imagine if they don't get to see, you know, my point of view and that sort of thing. <laughs> um, but, no, the people there were really lovely and they yeah. made sure everyone got a chance to speak and you know sort of flash what they yeah. know yeah and and for true transparency i have to say i've done the group interview as well yeah. and um i remember thinking you don't want to sound too eager you don't want to be like answering all the questions oh, but you're exactly. also super excited as well i know you're just like i want to show off but not too much yeah <laughs> that's right exactly um 
All right. So are there any specific criteria to becoming a helpline volunteer? Well, in, um, I guess, the expression of interest, it it asks if you have um, any experience, I guess, with mental illness. So yourself, if you've, you know, suffered from anxiety or depression or anything along those lines, um, or if you have a family member or someone that you take care of that, you know, has uh, um, particular mental illness or mental ill health. Okay. Yeah. So it's a it's a peer support service, and that's mm-hmm. one of the main things that I quite liked about it um, because it makes it quite relatable to the people that you speak about using your own experiences. Hmm. So how do you think then, I guess, having that lived experience would help either the caller or yourself um, work with the caller? Well, I know that I have had a few people ask, um, you know, what my history is. And, you know, personally, I have suffered from anxiety before. So especially with the callers that have had um, similar experiences, I guess we just sort of mesh like they Mm. really do believe that the empathy is there and Mm. you can tell that they just open up a little bit more especially when you say you know I really do understand how you feel and obviously it's it's up to your discretion how much you do disclose about yourself but Mm -hmm. even saying you know look I felt like that once I remember feeling so Mm. overwhelmed that I couldn't do this and they said yes oh my gosh you know I've had exactly the same thing happen it just opens up a whole I guess different dialogue to if you were someone who hadn't had any experience with mm. mental ill health. And also, I guess, a different dialogue than, say, what you'd have with a professional, which is probably what they're used to dealing with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would not say that, yeah, Well Ways Helpline is not a clinical service yeah. in the slightest. Even though, you know, I'm studying clinical psychology, mm. I wouldn't, it doesn't apply in the same mm. way at all. It's yeah. very, I call it like it's quite a wholesome service, almost <laughs> holistic in a way. Exactly. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, you're sort of bringing in a lot of aspects of you know your own life and your own personality mm-hmm. into it, um, and you don't have to hold back as much as you would in a clinical service. Yeah. So mm. I guess you know the person calling on the other end is going to feel more like they're talking to a person that you know understands what they're going through. They might even open up more than that they would with say a professional as well. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's definitely true and you know to an extent sometimes it's like they're talking to a friend because a lot of the calls do happen um, once a week and so you know if you're on the same shift you will end up talking to the same individuals Mm. and it's sort of you know sometimes picking up where you left off last week. Yeah so you're building that relationship as well. Yeah exactly really building rapport and I think they do really respect that you know you remember details about themselves it's not Mm. that you know they're just another phone number or something like that yeah 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 and did uh did you do any training um and if so like how how long was that and was there any expense involved I know there are a few other helplines that unfortunately expect you to pay a lot for the training yes I mean that was definitely as well something that had to be considered because you know being a student you don't have as much money as probably you'd like to be yeah and especially still trying to get an like get the experience and to get into the mental health field um so in terms of yeah the Wellways helpline training it, it was zero cost which was you know effective definitely yeah um and I think from memory it went for around 12 weeks so each week we had a training session for three hours mm-hmm. um, and we had, a, I guess, a range of different presenters. Like we usually had the same people there um, for consistency, but we'd have, um, you know, people coming in to talk about different topics. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we went through sort of the 
how the mental health system works, what sort of services are involved, what services um, Wellways Helpline can, I guess, help others with because yeah. we're a referral service as well. So if someone calls in and says, you know, I'm looking for this type of service, do you know of any, you know, we were taken through a lot of those. Oh, excellent. So it's not just an emotional support service. No, it's not, which I find really fantastic and especially I think I was really prepared for my current role in community mental health by Wellways mm-hmm. because I learned so much of the available community support systems yeah. um, from the Wellways training and uh, what I was using every time I did volunteer. Yeah. yeah, and I guess that would probably help you if you are looking into that field as well to know what's happening in the greater community, what services are available for, you know, future possible clients or you know anything like that oh definitely and I think in terms of the national disability insurance scheme I mean that's been a a huge change (laughs) um for everyone I think yeah being at Wellways when that transition was coming in was really helpful because Mm. I think you know me our supervisors all the rest of the volunteers we were learning with the helpline callers as well so you know if we had any additional information we would be able to transfer that on to the people that we speak to yeah yeah great okay so what would you say some of the challenges that you found when you were a always helpline volunteer um and on the flip side of that I guess what would be some rewards well I think initially you know you get onto the phones and you think you can fix everyone straight away to an extent you know if people talk to us um you know they call up and some people may be in tears some people may be really angry and you automatically jump to saying okay you know how can I fix this what can I say Mm. um but one of the main things I've learned from being at the helpline is the value of just listening Listening. to someone yeah yeah and I mean I was speaking to someone earlier and saying I guess the value of being genuinely curious about someone and about someone's experiences and sort of delving deeper into that Mm. and I think the callers really do appreciate it but it's something that comes with time like it took me a good probably six months to become really comfortable with that becoming comfortable with being silent with people as well you know if you didn't have something to say you don't necessarily have to say anything exactly and I guess also, you know, it's in our nature to want to help people and mm-hmm. want to fix things. And mm-hmm. when people are calling up with, you know, their own issues or, you know, problems that they feel are happening in their life, yeah. it's, of course, it's a natural response for us to want to just try and fix that for yeah, them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And especially when you get, um, you know, callers calling in crisis mm-hmm. and, you know, that's it's overwhelming for me as well. You know, we don't have all the answers. And no. so to not freak out and say, look, mm. it's okay, the fact that they've called, yeah. you know, is a step in the right direction. And to just try to calm yourself and think logically about how you can talk someone through it. Okay. Um, so, I mean, in terms of, you know, the biggest rewards, it's when you feel you've sort of successfully done that and you've talked through someone's problem with them extensively to the point that you can hear their anxiety going down. Yeah just from you being calm and really being there for them. Yeah, that's a good feeling, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess you did mention crisis. So does that Mm. mean that you have crisis training or is it a crisis call by helpline so we're not a crisis call service Mm. I mean that's where you'd call something like lifeline Mm -hmm. because they do have um, extensive crisis training Um, that doesn't mean that we don't have training in I guess crisis intervention though there is a um, additional training uh, 
I think it's around suicide and sort of to navigate that particular call. Mm -hmm. But when you do have those calls and if you are unsure, this like we have fantastic supervisors who are always around us, um, you know, all they have to do is jump on another headset, listen through, and they can help write you notes if you're really unsure, if you're panicking. Okay. All right. So... Um, you did mention that, I guess, what some of the calls are like. Are there any other different types of calls? Um, all right, look, we get a range of different calls. I mean, I think initially maybe when I first started I was I was scared of those crisis calls, but they're really in the minority. Mm. Um, we get a lot of calls, I guess, of people just for loneliness, honestly. Mm. Like that's a lot of the calls that we take mm. and just talking to someone about their day, what they've been doing yeah. is a huge part of it. Um as you mentioned before, like referral calls, so people wanting to know about particular services, but also we've got scheduled callers. So, so what is that? Well, it's people that have been um, linked in with us usually through their case managers mm-hmm. um, because they've sort of been flagged as people who would benefit from having someone talk to them, you know, once a week, twice a week, once a fortnight, um, just to check in with them, to check in with their own mental health. And, you know, a lot of the time it's just having a good chat to them because Mm. a lot of them don't have anyone else to talk to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, So I imagine sometimes you did mention that you have your own mental health Mm -hmm. stuff going on for you. Um, Do you find that you're in a situation where you take a call and it's impacted on you personally? Like what's the support like surrounding that? Well, look, there are definitely some calls that do have more of an impact on you because, you know, not not everyone's lives are rosy and that's why people mm. call these helplines because, you know, they're in genuine distress and they mm. need to talk to someone. Um, so there are times when, you know, you hang up the phone and you're sort of like, well, that was a lot. Um, I think the support at Wellways is fantastic. I mean, every time that a... Um, volunteers on we always have supervisors there with us um and you know occasionally like we've got a team leader on as well it just depends who's on but there's always someone in a higher capacity there to support a volunteer and after pretty much every phone call I can say um the supervisor will just jump in and say you know how did you find that call Mm. were you okay um and sort of just yeah pick out a few different things and really talk it through with you and I mean if you are genuinely distressed you know they'll take you out and you can have a chat to them as long as you need to okay yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. And I guess that debriefing would be good as well for um, learning other ways to handle calls too so you can sort of, you know, improve your skills at the same time. Yeah, oh, definitely. And I find the feedback that they give is really constructive. I, I'm never in a position where it's sort of like, you know, you did this wrong, you shouldn't yeah. have done that at all. Yeah. It's always, you know, you, you did really well with what you've got, um, you know, uh, you could have also said, you know, A, B and C, but what you said was good. I don't know. I just, I always love getting feedback yeah. because I always feel like I can do better um, with the information that they do provide me if I've got any. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Um, so I understand that you are a student. Um, do you think that volunteering for Wellways is, uh, Wellways Helpline is a good opportunity for students who want to be a part of like the mental health sector? Honestly, it's probably one of the best things I've ever done. Um, As I mentioned before, I hadn't really had any um, 
exposure to speaking to people about their own mental health. I mean, I'd done um, like ABA autism therapy, but I mean, that was with children under the age of five. So Mm. in terms of, you know, really speaking to a diverse population, I hadn't had that experience. Um, And I think it was something, it was going to be the make or the break of if I really wanted to get into the mental health field, because it's one thing to study theory and it's another thing to really, you know, experience it. Um, And... Yeah, that was why I think I ended up deciding to go down the psychology path and pursue what I've done because I loved it. I loved being in there. Um, I loved having the calls. I loved debriefing about the calls. Mm. And even though, you know, people call up for reasons that, you know, aren't they aren't nice. Mm. A lot of the time they aren't nice. And it is really sad, the fact that you can make some form of difference to their day Mm. um, and give them one positive thing to think about. It just, it makes you feel really good. Mm. And I also used to tell the people that um, I volunteered with that it was really beneficial to my own life. That was going to be my next question. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And as, I mean, it might sound a little bit corny, but like if I had things going on my own life, I found that I could go in to volunteer. Mm. And for that four hours, I was just thinking about the people that I was speaking to. Mm. And in a weird way, it was sort of relaxing to just sort of turn off and to say, you know what, for the next four hours, I'm just going to focus on these people and really do what I can for them. Mm. Yeah. And so do you think, I guess, working there helped you maybe learn some things about yourself as well as being there for others? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Yeah. To, I guess before I came in the field, I, you were, or I sort of assumed, you know, you were like, oh, I'm not judgmental and I, I try not to be biased and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But it's completely different when you're talking to someone with ill mental health and really talking to them, really getting to know them. And mm. I just feel I'm in so much of a better place now mm. um, with these experiences. Yeah, okay. So um, without naming any other specific mm-hmm. helplines, yeah. um, how do you think... Wellways differs from, say, other helplines yeah. that are out there? Well, it's it's. I find the culture there to be really, again, really warm, really nice. The mm. reason that I have continued at Wellways for so long and the only reason I've taken time out is honestly because I'm, you know, run <laughs> off my feet with studying. But it's, yeah, you come back because of the people you volunteer with yeah. and I guess this mutual understanding of why you're all there and the people that support you and the people that are in managerial roles. Um, and that's the thing. I always felt really supported in what I did there. And I have volunteered at some other helplines and I can honestly say that, you know, Wellways was my favourite because of that. Because of culture that exactly. was there. Exactly, because of the yeah. culture that, yeah, the organisation had made, particularly around the helpline. Yeah, no, it sounds like a great place. No, it's good. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's good. So um, if someone was interested in becoming a Wellwise helpline volunteer, what's the process? How could they go about that? Well, I mean, you can just head to the Wellways website and um, fill out the expression of interest form if you are interested. I mean, I'm sure if you wanted to know more about the role, you can call um, the Wellways Helpline office and have a chat to one of the supervisors there if you wanted to know more about what it entails. But again, 
like as I mentioned before, if you wanted to get into the mental health sector mm. and you want to know if this is your bread and butter, mm. it is the single-handedly best thing I've ever done for it. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and I guess the last thing is, um, do you have any idea of like how many people they generally take for for volunteers? Like how like how many people like on a daily shift or anything like that? Oh, so on a daily shift, how mm. many volunteer mm. at one time? Mm. Um, so usually we've got, so I know that we've got four, four computers. So, <laughs> so usually we always have one supervisor on. Um, yeah. well, we definitely do always have one supervisor on. And so it's about, you know, three or volunteers three or four volunteers at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think usually we've got, you know, one or two at least on um, for four hours in the morning, four hours in the afternoon and four hours in the evening. Mm-hmm. So we're a nine to nine service, yeah. um, which is quite good. So, you know, if people needed to call after work, at least we are open. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're open until quite late. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, we're not a 24 hour line, yeah. Um, but yeah, nine to nine seems to be quite good, especially yeah. for those people that prefer to be called in the evening. Yeah. And also, I guess for those people that want to be able to volunteer after work or after school or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, some like one of the supervisors that we've got, it's really good that they can volunteer in the evening as well. Um, it's just, yeah, it's sort of, it caters to a range of people. Oh, that is fantastic. Well, I guess if you want to find out more about the Wellways Helpline, um, you would go to www.wellways.org.au. And then um, from there, I think if you search for volunteering, you should be able to find more there. Um, thank you so much, Michaela, for coming on today. No worries. Thanks for having me, Kaylin. Um, so yeah, so we'd like to thank Michaela for sharing her knowledge with our listeners. You can find more of our shows at the website brainwaves.org.au or on the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au or on iTunes. Feel free to send us some feedback or suggestions for shows via email at brainwaves at wellways.org. Thanks for listening and we'll be back next week on Wednesday at 5pm for another episode on 3CR and I think Wings is up next. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.